everyone. Welcome to today's installment of Exhibit AOK with myself, Laura, and Harrison. Today we're joined by Lori St. Louis, the Director of Social Work at Abilities Rehabilitation. Lori is a past recipient of the Case Manager of the Year in the Ontario Brain Injury Association Personal Injury Alliance Awards of Excellence. She's also the inaugural winner of the Oatley Vigman Charity Hockey Pool. And in terms of bragging rights, she also once had the longest drive at an Oatley Vigman sponsored golf tournament, which is a feat I will never manage. And welcome, Lori. Thank you. Glad to be here. I thought I'd throw another competition into the gauntlet today. So I, I heard your, your podcast from last week and Harrison's ums and a's. So what I would propose is that for every um and a I mumbled today, I will donate $5 towards a charity of Harrison's choice. Ron, that sounds great. I think I set the bar so low because I fully expected to say um or ah uh, like a hundred times per episode. Well, you just said two, so you're, you're in for two bucks, buddy. No, that was just me introducing it. How far was your long drive? What was, what was, the, what was the distance of your long drive? I, I would, I, it was a couple of years ago, so I'm going to brag and say 200 meters. I don't know. Usually, it wasn't that yeah, far. Do you seem like a real <laughs> avid golfer? I'm more of a happy Gilmore. Okay. Yeah, it's like a hockey stick. You eat you eat pieces of blank for breakfast. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> That's the best movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great movie. Speaking of Happy Gilmore, have you watched any good movies over the last little while? I have. My attention span doesn't generally allow me to stick through a movie for too long, so I'm generally good for about a half an hour at a time, and then I have to do something else because I'm so distracted. So there has been a couple of things that I've been watching, but nothing that has totally captured me just yet. Okay. And Laura, what are you watching? I haven't actually watched anything lately, and dang it, now I got one. We recently got Disney Plus, and so I've been revisiting some of the old Simpson episodes, um, mixing in with my rewatching of 30 Rock. For some reason, oh. I haven't gotten around to watching anything new lately. I think it's just the, uh, the comfort of old favorites at this point. So what are some of the things that have been distracting you from finishing up a show? What other fun stuff are you up to? Gardening. I've taken up gardening as a new passion. My lawn looks reasonable. Um, I'll be, said the word, five bucks down for me. <laughs> Darn. Now you garden flowers or fruits and vegetables? Yeah, a little bit of both. Flowers, mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables, and I'm going to, I fertilized the lawn, aerated the lawn, watered the lawn, I didn't know you could do all those things with lawns, but I'm hopefully going to have a green lawn by the fall. And that's one of the things that's been distracting me is the lawn. I'm in the same boat. It's a full-time job working on a lawn. We, we got our house uh, in the fall of last year and I didn't know what it was, what kind of shape it was going to be in because we moved in in November and we got an early snow. There was weeds and creeping Charlie and clover all over. So it's been a daily thing where I spend at least 25 minutes to an hour 
trying to do something to, to give the lawn a chance to succeed. So I'll keep you posted, but it's definitely a work in progress. And I'm still doing a 40-hour work week. So prior to COVID, I was attending the conferences. I drive 50,000 kilometers a year, all the social events, all the marketing events. So without those, my cupboards are organized. I've purged. Everything is looking really clean for a change, where before I was just probably avoiding those things. So I'm trying my best to keep things very organized, but my all the shelves and, and closets, my linen closet looks military style at this point. It's quite impressive. And did you do like full KonMari method where you took everything out and then kept only the linens that sparked joy and then folded them all vertically? Yes. Oh, impressive. Yes, very impressive. And then my china cabinet was kind of a hoarder cabinet of collections of wine glasses, beer glasses, martini glasses, any type of glasses. And I narrowed it down 33%. That was my goal is to just bring myself just to a passing grade of 67%. And it's still full. It's just now you can put your wine glass away after you've had a glass of wine. I appreciate that your china cabinet is full of everything that can be described as a drink vessel, and you didn't list any china. So, there's I no mean, china. there's no china in my china cabinet. No, I respect no. that. You just probably rename the cabinet. Right. I should. Now, you mentioned um, work, dang it, now I got one. You mentioned working 40 hours a week. So, can you actually describe what you're doing for work and especially how you're now working um, remotely or via video conference or how you're handling your tasks? Well, we've always supported clients in remote and underserviced areas. So that opportunity hasn't changed much. So I'm doing a lot, lot of telephone work, as I've done in the past. And I'm also doing virtual counseling, which is, which is different. I, I had one or two clients in the past that I was doing virtual counseling with. Now all of my clients are engaging in virtual counseling. And what's entertaining is in the past, it was no, there was a complete aversion to virtual counseling. And now, especially with older adults, they were like, no, I can't do that. I'm not tech savvy. And then you send them the link and they click on the link. Next thing you know, they're doing Zoom parties with their friends. They're showing their friends how easy it is to use the technology. So it, it's been a nice um, transition, especially when we are working in underserviced areas that sometimes the travel is, is really challenging and, and places the practitioners at risk during inclement weather. How are you guys doing it when you have patients in the hospital now? What goes on at your end? Primarily, we're still trying to suggest Zoom meetings for initial consultations or, you know, just client meetings um, during a regular, you know, handling of a file. There are, more recently, I've started to see that uh, clients want to face-to-face, and we've been setting up those meetings with appropriate precautions. So what happens um, outside or, you know, even in our office, and we sanitize our office um, we sanitize our office every evening, so they come in and uh, everyone wears masks and we're able to do the meeting in a boardroom and, and everyone's spaced out enough. But for the most part, we're meeting online. And, and, and like to your point, everyone has really found it easy to adjust and to adapt to the online meetings. Absolutely. 
So before we got on and, and speaking earlier about your China cabinet, you mentioned martini glasses. What is what are Zoom teenies? Can you share for the audience what those are? Yeah, Zoom teenies is a, a term coined by uh, a friend and colleague who works uh, at a at a rehab company in Northern Ontario, Catherine Obang, and she uh, said Zoom teenies, and she was our first Zoom teeny guest. So I'm inviting people within our sector after work on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and I incorporate a surprise guest into the meeting every time or into the Zoom teeny. So the only requirement is to show up and whether it's just a pink lemonade or um, a martini lemonade or whatever that might look like for the uh, connoisseur, we are doing those, I'm doing those weekly, which has been kind of fun. It's the surprise guest coming in that's been a lot of fun. That's cool. And it's yeah. for you, someone who is, you know, very extroverted and social to have that social connection to look forward to on a weekly basis. And it's part of my isolation self-care plan um, to, to speak to somebody outside of my home every day. And, and I think it's important to see people's faces. Seeing people's face behind a mask sometimes is really intimidating. So by meeting people virtually, I'm, I'm feeling partially cooked connected in comparison to my uh, radical extrovertness I'm I'm it's meeting my needs somewhat but I do miss the social events I do miss the learning events I'm doing a lot of learning virtually I've been attending a lot of the Oatly Vigman things and yeah so that's what I've been trying to do to just stay connected what are you guys doing no, I mostly the same. My point, I was just going to pick up on speaking to someone in a mask. You don't realize how much I'm relying on being able to read lips during a conversation. Like I find that I have to stare at someone so hard as they are speaking when I'm wearing a mask because I'm not able to just hear them and put the sentence together in my mind as well. It's been a weird thing to realize that I'm not often looking at someone in the eyes when they're speaking. I'm kind of looking at their eyes, but also seeing their mouth. And then to have them wear a mask makes it really challenging to hear what they're saying. And Laura? Uh, well, and for me, I'm, I'm in a condo. And so I also have that, that new puppy who is coming along decently with his uh, house training. So that means roughly every two hours, either my partner or myself um, and, and I are on the elevator with Finn taking him outside. So it's a matter of you know, saying hi to neighbors from a distance and kind of the heartbreaking thing where you're, you have this little puppy who just wants attention from everyone and he obviously doesn't understand what social distancing is. So then carrying him out to his spot and coming back in. So I'm probably seeing a ton of people just in the lineup uh, for the elevator and back or on the lawn of my building and then just trying to uh, maintain the six feet of distance, which is nicely measured by Finn's leash. Nice. <laughs> I've been trying to smize. You have a mask on and you want to smile with your eyes. So it's, it's a real effort to go, do I look like I'm an angry bird right now or am I smizing? And we, if your facial expression changes if you're even smiling under the mask. So that's what I've been trying to do so that I'm not feeling so scared of my environment sometimes. It just kind of decreases my anxiety just by 
or my stress level um, just by smizing. So. You could almost just label your mask that just says there's a smile under here. I think we should do that. We're going to start trending that. Zoom teenies and labeling our masks. I have seen quite a few novelty masks that have just a weird mouthpiece. And I definitely have considered doing some online shopping and getting myself a mask. It's actually not a bad idea. So, Lori, have you been doing any online shopping? You've mentioned, again, some distractions and time on the computer. I'm not a big shopper. I've never been a big shopper. But my friend recently did an Instacart order because she didn't want to wait in line. And she ordered six potatoes. But as it turns out, she came home with, well, she picked, her Instacart delivered six 10-pound bags of potatoes. So uh, if anybody needs some poutine, some scallops, mashed potatoes, boiled potatoes, I might, we might take a pet ahead of pastime, learning how to make some pierogies. There's a lot of options on potatoes, but if anybody runs low during the pandemic on potatoes, I can hook you up at a small markup. That's amazing. I actually did an Instacart order and was um, trying to find new ways to bribe Finn to stop savaging my flesh and saw that, you know, some dogs like hot dogs. And again, I tried to buy like a small package uh, to just test it out with him. And then I ended up with 1.5 kilos of chicken hot dogs. So like, I can't give them all to a 10 pound dog, obviously. So now I have been working through this this 1.5 kilos of chicken dogs along with Finn, which has been Mm. quite a treat for us all. Laura, your pronunciation of poutine was, uh, was that a French-Canadian pronunciation? That would be a Sudbury, and that would be the only correct pronunciation. Okay. Poutine. Good to know. And I wanted to do a little segue and a little pitch for a book. Speaking of French, my cousin is an author, and she just wrote her first book. It's called The Paper Girl of Paris. It came out yesterday. I just started reading it. I think it's geared towards teenagers, but... I read the first 40 pages last night. It's very entertaining. It's about this girl who has her grandmother's apartment left to her in Paris and she goes there and now she's on like a mystery hunt. It's almost like the Da Vinci Code, but for teens. Uh, Fun. It's really cool and I'm psyched that it's my cousin's book. So um, I wanted to segue from your French pronunciation to The Paper Girl of Paris by my cousin, Jordan Taylor. That was a smooth transition. Why, thank you. Like butter. Like butter on Lori's stockpile of potatoes. (laughs) No potato famine in the St. Louis house. No potato (laughs) famine. Yeah. What else? What other silver linings of of the COVID pandemic can you you think of? Anything else that has been unexpected? There's there's been some fun, 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 fun family. Um, It's our family uh, video messaging group. So my family is comprised in this messaging group of my older sister, Tina, my younger sister, Karen, and my younger brother and my mom. So Karen, because Tina was working full time in Sudbury and didn't have childcare, the girls were delivered to my sister's place in Barrie. So Karen now has twin girls that are eight and two other, a a nine-year-old and a five-year-old in her home. So she's homeschooling four girls her house has been turned upside down. And 
My mom is just starting to learn the technology and my brother's an OPP officer. So we're all on video chat and what you could see on the video and we subsequently took a picture of it is my brother in his full OPP in the cruiser drinking a Tim Hortons. My younger sister, Karen, falls asleep during our family chat time because she's so spent managing these girls my sister and I are normal like we're just we're, we're ahead we're managing things and my mother cannot get the camera off her slippers so all we have is the reverse camera Stephen holding the Tim's Karen napping and Tina and I kind of doing one of these like what's going on here um so it's been fun connecting that way with the family it's just been a, a new normal of staying connected Absolutely. I've been loving the Zoom and the FaceTime calls with friends and family and would never have taken the time to do that before. Just life is so busy and you are running around from thing to thing. So it has been great to discover that there's no one that I can't connect with um, by Zoom. It's been great. For sure. And I'm doing a surprise Zoom party tonight uh, for my, my partner. It's his birthday. So I was surreptitiously messaging his friends and then setting up a Zoom meeting which then I will basically hit go on the camera and then I will just take Finn into another room. But yeah, it is, it is a fun way of adapting and seeing people that maybe otherwise couldn't have gotten together on a work night. Absolutely. And I live across from a recreational center. So there's a big parking lot across the street from my place. And it looks like people are kind of taking up tailgating parties. You know, you have your physical distancing, you're sitting in the back of your Jeep or your truck, and you're picnicking with another five vehicles there. So I think people are trying to be innovative in their community connectedness. And I think that's really important to be connected to the community. You still have to be from a physical perspective. We, we can't stay stuck in our homes and isolated. And I think it's important that we go out and that's one of those ways that you can do it is have a kind of tailgate with your with your friends at a at a parking lot as long as we're not breaking the law. But part about it, but there's them. definitely ways to to be able to connect with people in a more yeah. physical way, but yeah. maintaining an appropriate social distance so that we don't spread it unnecessarily. Absolutely, yeah. So the parking lots tend to be able to do that, which was which was awesome to see. Is there anything else that you have for us? Any other stories from the last uh, eight weeks or so that you wanted to share with the with us and the listeners of Exhibit A? Okay. Oh, oh that's right. Exhibit A. Okay. Thank you, Lara. Uh, Exhibit A. Okay. I again once again. Hmm. Has your dog done anything hilarious during quarantine? Because Finn has been keeping me on my toes since he's arrived in my house. <laughs> Ginger is so chillax, my dog. She's she's a holy greyhound mix. She's 15 years old. She's always run the roost. So she's pretty chillax. I think she just likes having me at home all the time and Matthew and Matthew's girlfriend. So we've we've got the she's surrounded by by love that way. My husband, who was working on our income property in Sudbury, had a crazy incident with a crazy dog that showed up on the property and 
he, we found the owner, we posted it online, found the owner, gave the dog back. And then the owner wrote to me the next morning and said, can my dog go to your home every day to visit? Um, my dog is crazy. My dog has energy, keeps on crying to go back. And as I received that message, my husband was messaging me saying, that was one crazy dog. We went through one box of Kleenex, one hat, one torn t-shirt, and he brought out seven tools, a rubber mat, and that was that was Mark's working on the property that day, and the owner was like, please watch my dog. I don't have the energy for him, and he just keeps on crying to go back to your income property to see your husband. So, and so Mark now has to do dog care when he's working on the property. Yeah. I wonder if he can set up a little agility course for the dog. It sounds like he's got a lot of tools there. Oh, yeah. And my husband's the dog whisperer. So it's kind of cool that he's got this really good zen about animals. And so if your dog needs some training, Laura, Mark, Mark's down for that. 100%. I'm actually going to email you about that. After. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, wonderful. Thank you, Lori, for joining us. It was a pleasure chatting with you and, and nice to see your face, not behind a mask. Nice to connect with you. And, you know, we are outside of your home. So you have checked the box for who you were going to see today. Awesome. It was nice seeing you guys as well. I'm doing physical distanced golfing tonight. Oh, beautiful. You're going to work on that long drive. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, to everyone else out there in podcast land, thanks for joining us. Thank you to our frontline workers and hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. And we will see you on the next episode of Exhibit AOK. -OK.